You're listening to a DM podcast. Welcome to Over the Back Fence. I'm Di Edwards. I'm Nicola Dale, and we're buddies of nearly four decades. And yes, we actually do happen to share a back fence. We do. <laughs> we love parties, people, inspirational stories, and honestly, making the most out of life. <laughs> so join us as we open our hearts, share our stories, and hear from some of the most inspirational people in the world. And have a laugh <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> Coming up is someone that I've admired since I saw her first show, the Divine Miss M, and I still haven't recovered from it. She's the most dynamic, remarkable woman, whether it's acting or musical theatre or doing a one-woman one show or producing. Or she does a lot for charity. She does so much. So, we know, we've got Catherine Alcorn coming up, and it was absolutely one of the best interviews. I mean, they're all fantastic, yeah. but this one was super special. She's got a huge heart. And does so much for other people. And I think there might be a little sing-along too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm to hear funny about that. She, so this woman Catherine. has a voice in her heart. Oh, I've never heard a voice like it actually. No, no. She was trained by the man that um, discovered Bette Midler and he trained her voice for five years. Yeah. So every time she speaks, I go, oh, my God, is it Bette? As Nicola just said, she's a really good human. It gives back she to the community. real, yeah. raw, fun, authentic. Oh, funny. Fun. But against all odds, she's someone that will actually step up to the mark and, and go and make believe, it happen and believe self-belief and she talks a lot about that if you're in a in a rut or haven't got direction she's remarkable because she'll mm. she'll weave that into her own story of how she had a determination and no matter what and as you were saying also Nicola timing is everything and that she kept saying and I manifested it and you've heard that word before and it all came to fruition. So, you know, even on that level, yeah. it'll be very inspiring. Yeah, she's an absolute yeah. dynamo. Mm-hmm. You're going to absolutely love Catherine. Yeah. We certainly yeah. do. I, like, and I haven't come down from no, it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm sure you will too. And the sing-song too. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Nicola. <laughs> but anyway, enjoy, guys. Enjoy. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Daddy, talking Yay. at the back fence today. Yeah. Very excited. Yeah. We have got the fabulous. And, and why you say that, at one stage we said to each other who we'd like to meet at the back fence. Who did I want to meet? You wanted to meet Catherine Alcorn, didn't you? Who, who was in a musical? Bette Midler. Playing Bette Midler. I know, so I wanted to beat Bette Midler over the back fence. So Di so, has so, requested you yes. for... Well, it's like, to me, when you just said meet us over the back <laughs> fence, it's like my dream come true. Mm, I know. <laughs> well, dreams do come true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have got the one and only, and, you know, what doesn't she do really? Vocalist, cabaret star, <laughs> entertainer, comedian, presenter, producer, one and only Catherine, welcome to the back fence. Thank um, you so much, <laughs> Nicola and Di. This is so exciting. Yeah. I'm so happy. Happy to be here. I feel like I've just turned up at lunch with a girlfriend. Oh, I know. Well, I've got a bottle of wine down here. Well, <laughs> so, you know, just let me know when you want to crack well, it. Okay. We poured the wine in an interview. We got into trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Not this time, darling. <laughs> well, welcome. So, now tell us what you've just been touring around nonstop, haven't you? I, so, like... I have. I've got a week off this week. Since July, I've been in rehearsals and on a regional tour of Australia with Menopause the Musical. <sighs> I consider myself, I'm 42 and I'm pre-Perry Spice in the mix. So, But it, you know what's really interesting is that when the cast was announced, I have, where I'm on stage with some of Australia's greatest comedic actresses mm. and vocalists. All of these women are musical theatre 
stalwarts. I have been auditioning for musical theatre for 15 years and this is the first show I've been cast in. And that's not to say that I'm not talented enough or I don't fit the puzzle. For me, I just knew it was going to be about timing and the right role. So I got cast. Cameron Mitchell is directing it. It's a brand new production. The show is hysterical, wonderful singing, fantastic choreography set. So we have been on the road for five and a half months. Which is very five successful. And a half it's months. obviously that's, a successful production. I can't production. imagine what that's like. Yeah. yeah. In a, a word, months. it's gruelling. Yeah. It yes, is I bet. gruelling. We yeah. are playing regional towns. Last week we just finished our Queensland leg. We were playing Mackay, Cairns, Biloela, Roma. Wow. I mean, we went back of Burke. Wow. It was incredible. But isn't that so good for like the locals? It is so get to see wonderful. Great talent like that. It is because a lot of these towns don't get these travelling shows and a lot of the town's folk can't afford to travel to the capital cities to see these big musicals. So we're creating this incredible micro-economy wherever we go, the hotels, the restaurants, the food, not just because we're in town but also because people are out celebrating and then coming to see the show. And the feedback, every show has been sold out, every Every single show. Thank you. Well, thanks. Congratulations to the producers. I wish I was producing this one but not this time. It's just been incredible. But it is gruelling. It's exhausting. Exhausting. I'm away from my family. Yes. I'm away from my son who's in kindergarten. So it's be tough. It's really tough. Mm. It, it's definitely a roller coaster. I just want to take you back to, for example, like with me, and as Nicola's known me for 40 years, I never stop singing. Singing mm-hmm. makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Did I sing as a little girl? No. But some people go to choirs or through church. Some people sing in the shower. Where did it start for you that you went, God, I actually haven't got a bad voice? Because yours is big, large, loud, sassy, fabulous voice. Oh, thank you very much. She's the bomb. Yeah, she's the bomb. (laughs) The diva bomb. It was just always something I've done. It wasn't even a choice for me. I... When you say done, as in... It, it was... Singing was always something my body produced. Wow. Part of Vo- your life growing voc- up, was exactly. it? Exactly. Wow. Vocalising was just something I'd always done. From a little girl, Can I Can you would... get me a sandwich, Mum? <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, I used to harmonise with the vacuum cleaner. Oh, there we oh, go. So oh, you oh, yeah, when, when Mum was vacuuming, yeah. it, wow. I'd hear, mmm, and then, like, as a two- or three-year-old, I'd go, I love harmony. I love singing harmony, but I was just musical. So it's I part was of your born, DNA. Absolutely. And were your was. parents musical too? Mum is a musical person. Yes, she yeah. was the choir teacher at school, and she oh, also really she was the only piano teacher on the staff at Davidson High. Oh. So she got roped into leading the choir, which was wonderful. Yes. Wow. And I found out that Mum's dad. Cliff and mum's mum, Catherine. Mum grew up in Bondi. She was a Bondi girl. And Cliff was a plumber, but he also had an amazing tenor voice. So no. I was always going to be a diva with pipes. Good question, Di. Yeah, that's, that's so great. interesting. Yeah. Isn't it? No, it wow. intrigues me because, you know, so, there's so many platforms these days, such as The Voice or mm. Idol or whatever, where, you know, there's opportunities for people to step up and here I have a voice. Yeah. But it's actually, you know, where did that stem from and how do you nurture that? 
The vacuum. Yeah. Vacuum. The vacuum. I'll but never forget that. In, in your blood. Isn't yeah, it really? ever. Hearing it, mum would have music on. When we drive up to the farm in Kyogre, where dad was from, we'd always have music playing in the car. I was just given a really great education in music from my parents. And I was always singing. And so at school, I joined the Australian Girls Choir, did all of the school wow. shows. And then for my HSC, I took voice. So I studied classical and jazz. And from there, it was just a natural progression. I studied acting for the screen and stage in Wagga Wagga. Oh, Wagga Wagga. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Wow. Just, well, you went to, Ch- you, you you went Charles Sturt. Charles Sturt. It's an interesting course, though. I didn't know the universities offered that. I thought you had to go to a place like NIDA or some other performing arts sort of well, centre. Well, yeah, indeed. And mm. what I found in Wagga as well is that the local media embraced us as well. So we got experience going on local radio, being on, on local TV to promote all of the work we were doing so even though you know people would say what the hell are you going to Wagga for my dad's a farmer Mm. I have no problem going to the country you you know it's great stick me in a in a in a bar in a country pub with a bourbon (laughs) and and look what you're doing now (laughs) yeah and she's sitting in the corner yes and that's why I love touring regionally as well yeah it, it really makes my heart happy I get to see Australia I get to meet the people go step into their world for 24 hours town to town hear their stories and we have met some incredible people along Speaking the menopause people, tour. who do we love? Oprah. Oh, oh yes, yeah. Yeah. We both, we both adore that woman. So and, tell us uh, your yeah. role. Yeah, with where what? did it begin for you with the production, the Australian production well, that Oprah was associated with? Well, funnily enough, I went to uni in Wagga, then went overseas and travelled for a few years. I did this sort of Australian rite of passage, went to Whistler and then lived in London. So I moved back to Australia after being mm-hmm. overseas okay. and I wanted to get back into the industry. And a friend of mine who was at Channel 9 said, the director, head of sport, is looking for a personal assistant. Are you interested? I said, yeah, stars in my eyes. I was the worst personal assistant in the history of PAs. But I loved it. I loved See, being around. Gets you oh, but I loved being around the talent, the filing, not so much, but yeah, honestly, filing. I'm the biggest 12th man fan as well. So oh. being around oh, all of the sportsmen wow. in the sports cottage. Yeah, and then I went freelance in 2010 yes. and I was with a company called Calling All Crew. The beautiful Maria at Calling All Crew called me one day and she said, now, Got a bit of a gig for you. Yeah. And I said, okay. She said, it's with Oprah for the ultimate Australian. A bit of a gig. A yeah, bit a, bit of a, a, gig. a bit of a gig for you. She said, now you can choose where you'd like to go because they're going to five different areas in Australia. But I said, Northern Territory. Yeah. That's oh, where cool. I want to right go. Oh, cool. Yep. And I was assigned to look after Oprah's A cameraman, Keith Walker, who I'm still very good friends oh, with today course. in Very Chicago. Nice. Wow. Yes. I got flown into Darwin and we were introduced to the 16 women who had chosen to go to the NT. So we had a ceremony there. Everyone got an Akubra hat. <laughs> it was just wonderful. And I snapped some photos. So I've still got this photo album of my time with Oprah, which was incredible. And Oprah came out. So <laughs> the American producer said, yeah. I said, look, is there going to be an opportunity to meet her? And they said to me, we'll make sure of it. Oh. However, on the day when she arrived, it was a blistering hot day. O was waiting out on the tarmac. All of the paparazzi were standing at the gate at the airport. Oprah had her security. She had some big trucks there that were full of iced water and everything. And I had a feeling that the timing wasn't going to happen for me to meet her. 
So I grab a couple of bottles of water and I walked out. See, Boshi, yes. I love it. Well, you know I what? Love it. You can't you, know, I... you just get walked over. Yep. You just go stand up and be counted. Well, yep. I grabbed a couple love of bottles this. of water. I walked up to O and I said, hi, Oprah, I'm Catherine. I'm your production assistant. Would you like a bottle of water? And she said, no, thank you very much. Vodka? And then, and then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tequila? Exactly. Tequila, tequila. Yeah, yeah. And then she reached out and grabbed one and she lifted her hair up and she put a bottle of water on the back of her neck and someone snapped it and that picture was the cover of the Northern Territory Times oh, the next that's day. You, isn't it? My that, goodness. And it, that was just of her. Yes, but still. But who that put the moment was, kept, was captured and I've oh, still got the paper gorgeous. at home at Mum and Dad's that's wow. because iconic. I've kept it. What yeah. a story. Yeah. That is amazing. Something with production wasn't sitting so right. You decided you wanted to change. What happened and where did you go from there? What happened was a group of my girlfriends from Wagga who I'd worked and studied with had a show called The Fabulous Chandeliers and they were (laughs) fabulous. So they were launching their show in Sydney at Slide Lounge just up on Oxford Street. Yes. And the man who wrote it, Peter Cox, who's a very, very dear friend of mine, he was there that night and I walked into this venue, into this French cabaret club with chandeliers and the the light-up stage and the dining and the intimacy, and I just fell in love with the genre straight away. And I raced up to Coxie after the show and I said, Coxie, I've been out of it for a while. I need a show to launch me back into the industry. And he said, well, who do you want to do? And I said... Bette Midler. Oh, Are Bette you kidding Midler. me? That's, well, that's how that's it, it happened. Just like that. And three weeks later, I, I had a script. Now. Yep. Are you serious? Three weeks but later. But hold on, who wrote the scripts? Peter Cox. Hey, no, yes. you just said, I want to be, and he went, right, I'll write it. That's right. Oh, this is, I love, this is magic. This yeah. is music Isn't to it? my ears. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so he wrote it. Yep, so he pieced together the show for me. We picked the material. He formulated everything, and then... A few months later, I launched it at Slide, and that was in 2010. Yes. And the show kept selling and selling and selling. And then we became a resident show. We played once a month at Slide, and we have never looked back. Cut to 2018. I played the Sydney Opera House. Look at that. I toured yes. to America. Now, how did that come about, America? I became the marketing manager for Slide and then the creative director. What oh, does she do? <laughs> really? Well, because I wow. look, when I was producing the Divine Miss Bet, I had just finished at nine. I was twenty-seven. I saved up three thousand dollars, was living with mum and dad. I sat at the kitchen table, taught myself how to use an online program to design my poster, built my website, wrote my press release called journalists myself, cold oh. calling. Hello. Dear, yeah. yes. Hello. You yes. don't know me, but this but is so what I'm proactive. doing. proactive. Yeah. Well, I had to be yeah. out of necessity. And I also believed in myself and I believed in the show. Yeah. And I knew that this show would bring people abundant amounts of and joy. And just saying that, like, I love your words when you said, I believe in myself. Mm. Did you always have that in you? How did you get that self-belief? Because I, I love hearing you say that. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I didn't always have that, no. I mean, you know, when you're a teenager, everything's a mess when you're a teenager. <laughs> you know what it's like inside that head and that body. But I knew this is what I wanted to do. So I focused fiercely Wow. On this project. That, we love that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I didn't give up. There have Fiercely. been so yeah. many highs and lows, mm. but 
that show has and Peter oh. Cox who um, very sadly passed away only a month ago. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Leslie was saying. Yes. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. He was formative for your yes, career. Wasn't yeah. it? I owed him my career. Oh. The, the divine misbet mm. created this world for me. Oh, Tell me wow. about your association with Steve Ostro. Steve Ostro. Who was associated with the real Bette Midler. That's right. How did that come about? So I was, I'm a songwriter as well. Yeah. I write my own material. Mm. And I was working on some of my songs with a cellist from the Brandenburg mm. Orchestra who lives in my building in Elizabeth Bay. And I was telling him about this little Bette Midler show that I was creating. And he said, well, you know, the man who discovered her lives just around the corner you from that? you. The man that discovered Bette Midler, just by having a chat to the guy in the building, yeah. says... See, that's community is, and connection. That, that's what I'm just you thinking, You know, we're just Nicola. talking about over-the-back fence yep. things. It's yep. just that simple chat and how one thing can lead to something And Nick else. and I, we see people, we just... You know, I just got stuck at an airport for a day. I knew everyone in the airport, but I love that. Oh, yes, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you rang him or you went to his... You, well, you, you, I was still behind the... Were you a stalker? Like, how did <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? I'll do you... Can I sweep your floors? <laughs> Politely aggressive, <laughs> I might say. I mean, look, for me, this is just serendipity. This is the universe going, This you're doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. You're doing yes. the right thing. Can't and wait. here are these little gifts that are proving that you are on the right track, girl. Now, listeners, make note of what she just said because she had the intention and the mm. universe dropping the little breadcrumbs along the that, pathway. The little treats. Yep. And with it. persistence too. So, you know, you went, you know, it didn't come easy. Did you no, not sing outside his apartment? Go, did you ever hear like <laughs> hero? And he's like, bloody hell, who's that? Who's this? I'm dying to know, how did you meet him? Okay, Sorry. so I'm still behind Spelling the desk at Channel 9. I'm answering right? phones, I'm yes. fielding calls. <laughs> yep. And I Google Steve one day and I yeah. find out that... He moved to Australia when the Continental Bathhouse closed down in the 70s. So Steve was the manager of the Continental Bathhouse in New York City in the 70s. I don't know what that is. I'm I going mean, to tell you. Yeah. So the Continental Bath was a gay bathhouse. Mm. Right. Where men used to go to hang out, no you know, lots, yeah. of, no lots of frivolity, <laughs> lots of action. It wasn't my scene. Yeah. No, it wasn't your scene. <laughs> yeah. Lots of heat, lots of steam, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, right. But in America in the 70s, being gay was illegal. You would be arrested. It is far we've it is now, Thank God. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So that meant that the bathhouse, the continental baths, were being raided by the police, if not daily, oh. then absolutely weekly. So Steve, whose wife was called Joanne, who was an actor and an artist as well, he came home one night and he said, I need some entertainment. I need a band, a live singer, to help take the patrons' minds off the fact that they're going to be raided arrested, beaten at any minute by the police. So Joanne said, there's this little pocket rocket in my acting class. She is out of this world. She waits tables down in Soho and every so often the waiters get up and sing a song. You need to go and check out this girl. So Steve took himself down to Soho and he was served by a young, dumpy waitress oh with God. frizzy brown hair. Then she got up on the stage. Know this. She got up on the stage and she sang The Man in the Moon. And he said, as soon as she started singing, you could hear a pin drop and she became luminous. This is And I'll never love. forget him telling me this story. So it was Bette Midler. I'm oh, over the back fence with that. <laughs> I know. I that was Di's pick of, of anybody's been yep. Midler. Mm -hmm. He called her over back to his table after she'd finished singing and he said, 
I want to hire you. And she said, what for? And he said, I want to hire you to sing in my club. And she said, well, what kind of a club is it? And he said, it's a bathhouse. And she said, you want me to sing in a steam room? And he said, I'll pay you 25 bucks a night. She said, sold. <laughs> so then he paired her up with a patron who he knew played the piano, who was Barry Manilow. No! Oh, you kidding. No. So I Google Steve Ostro. I call him up. And I have a chat with him for a little while. I told him I'm about to open a show. I want to get my, my instrument in shape. I'd love to start having vocal lessons with you because he had become a vocal coach. And at the end of the conversation, he said, so what kind of a show is it? And I said, well, actually, it's a Bette Midler show. And he said, oh, Bet, I remember Bet. I used to pay her 25 bucks a night. Now she's making 100 million a year. Why don't you come around and I'll tell you all about it? So I did, and we trained together for five years classically. The stories that he used to tell me. I'm speechless. How how rare is that? When am I speechless? Never. 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 (laughs) Never. (laughs) So tell us, I mean, Diane likes a little bit middle sing along. Do you have have a favourite song? What do you like to do? Did you ever know that you're my hero? Everything I would like to be. I can fly higher than an eagle. You are the wind beneath my wings. Oh, it's so nice when someone sings it to you, I must say. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I tell you what, every single person has a connection to that song somehow. Uh, And and so many people come up to me after the show and share their stories with me when I'm at the merch desk. And it's just so special. We got married to that song or that was my mum's funeral song. You know, yeah. Yeah. And it's just beautiful. Can we do one more bet song? Of course. course. Nick is going. going. What would you like to do? No, I love She's so excited. Some say love. It is a river. That drowns the tender reed. Some say love, it is a razor <laughs> that leads your soul to bleed. Thank you very much. Oh, Thank beautiful. you. Thank you. Okay, moving on. Dumb enough songs. <laughs> You can come back from making what a cup about, of tea. I know, I like a bit of flick with Mac. You know, yes. <laughs> do a, do a bit of sing-along to that one, that's well, for sure. From, yeah. from creating <laughs> Bet, it just opened up so many other doors yes. for me, including learning about festivals and what other types of venues and stuff. And the Adelaide Cabaret Festival has been instrumental in commissioning so many other pieces of my work. Kate Sobrano was the Adelaide Cabaret Festival Artistic Director in 2013. I was on the way to my brother's wedding. I always have my best ideas when I'm in the air, when I'm off the ground, when I'm travelling, when I'm sort of that up happens. in the ether yeah. there. Did mm-hmm. you get your good ideas mm-hmm. while you're flying? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. a lot of times. It's yeah. about being disconnected totally. to the earth totally. and sort of being yeah. up, And you I didn't think. have the internet then. I know you can be connected. Right. But yeah, you didn't exactly. Have and something, it's just wonderful. You've got, say, 13 hours ahead of you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I was listening to Fleetwood Mac's Greatest Hits and one of my favourite songs of theirs, As Long As You Follow, which was composed by McVie, mm-hmm. came on. And I thought, where did she go? And why did she quit the band? I'm intrigued why anyone would now, I actually quit. don't know that, why she did. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, her father became ill. 
She wanted to spend more time with him and she hated flying. Oh. She didn't want the ring and a little bit Elvis. Yeah. yeah, the fear. And the drama. She divorced from John McVie. Yeah. You know, yes. there was so much. I mean, it makes mm. for fantastic dramatic mm. content, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. But I was really interested to know that someone actively chose to leave that environment and to leave at the height of their fame why? Mm. So I pitched she the idea. She went her own way. She did. <laughs> and guess what? The show was called Go, go Your, your own, own Way. <laughs> there you go. There you Bingo. go. Amazing. So I touched down. I touched down. We were in Santiago. I touched down and I emailed Torben Brookman and Kate Sobrano and I said, I want to tell the story of Christine McVie. And within a couple of hours, they had written back and gone, yes. Oh. See, she makes things happen. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so then it happens. So then it happens. So we premiered Go Your Own Way, the story Musical of Christine. Or sh- or show, like- it's a play with music. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. Right. And then we opened it at the 2013 Adelaide Cabaret Festival to incredible reviews. I love that show. Oh, I love writing. singing that material. Can we just note, note while we're there, you won the best cabaret production in the Broadway world Awards. awards, yes, that's right. Just yeah. why you yeah. mentioned Broadway, I was like, yeah, you've won Hello. lots of awards. That was really, for Bet. You? Was yeah. that for Bet? Yes. It was for Bet How at the Opera House. Yes. Thank you. That's huge. Thank you very much. Like, huge. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well done. Yeah, it's. Look, you don't create the work for those accolades, but there is something very special about rec- being recognised for the work yeah. because I know deserved. it's an iceberg, yes. you know, yes. the, the, so much yeah. underneath that, that you work hard for. So, yeah, that was quite thrilling. Yeah, well that was, Isn't it wonderful? That's when awards are really sort of like deserving. Yes. Because, you know, as was was saying, it's all the behind the scenes thing that takes a long time to get there if you ever do get there. Yeah, that's right. And I don't necessarily agree. If you ever do get yes, there, yeah. you're right. I mean, I do. don't mm. like art being a competition because art is art Mm. it's created for different reasons and it means different things to different people but they exist Mm. um and that's just the world that that we live in so yeah that one was very special so uh, i was just gonna say with all that how did you fall in love and meet your husband when oh. you're doing all this sort of stuff? Uh-huh. Tell me, tell us a little I bit. I love of, Nicholas Christian, the like personal to, one. Oh, yeah, I just oh, want to get in. Well, you know, I love Nicholas Christian. Oh, They're just juicy. I love it. Because you really get to know, know like, get you know, to know you. Because yeah. he's gorgeous. He yeah. is gorgeous. Oh, I met him. And oh my gosh. We are celebrating one. our 10 year oh. anniversary. Today. Oh, congratulations. congratulations. Thank you. Yay. Ten years of him surviving me. (laughs) Well done, Cameron. Congrats. No wonder your mum's minding a little That's And, you know, imagine being married to someone, you know, such as you with your world Mm. and so busy and coming and going away. It wouldn't be easy. It's not easy, but he is. He's easy on the eye. He is very (laughs) easy on the eye. We met at our mutual. Best friend's wedding. <gasps> wow. That's where it was. There you go. Uh, mutual best so it wasn't through wow. bumbly, bumbly, or it was I R L. It was in real life. Yeah, it was yeah, real <laughs> life. I love that. Real life. It wasn't real love, love at first sight. No, wow. oh, okay. no, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, he called me Sarah, and I said that'll do. And then. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so I grew up in St Ives and Cam grew up in Roseville. I went to St Ives High. We never met, even at parties over the years. I ended up at Barker, very dear friend of mine, Matthew, uh, he he married Alice and they had their wedding out at Watson's Bay and I'd been single for a year. I went to this wedding to celebrate my friend getting married. I didn't go to meet anyone no, no. and that's when that's it easy. happens, isn't it? Yeah, that's isn't it? And I always knew that I would meet someone through a friend yeah. because for me, 
there's the filtering's already been done. Yeah. Matthew's not going to be friends with a dickhead. Yes. So, you <laughs> yeah. know, so uh, and then there's yeah, also that true. trust. There's that trust that comes from my friend who's who's got a mate and then, you know, kind of always fed him later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's so, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful so way to yeah. Obviously supportive because, you know, oh when you're God. on the road. I'm and how old's your son? He's six. Oh, he's wow. six. Yeah. Jack Mack. Formative Mac. Yeah. Formative right. Yeah. Yep. Jackson yeah. McDonald. Little Jack Mack. So who has Jack when you're uh, on tour? Cam. Mm. So yeah. he's, he's single dad. Well, yes, easy yeah. on the eyes, you yes. said, and also sounds like a gorgeous human. Well, Cam loves what I do. You oh, know, he he's a lover of music. Oh. He was the station manager at Eastside FM, the community radio station at Paddington Town Hall. He loves what I do. He believes in me, and he supports our lifestyle and just facilitates. Every corner of my life, oh. and and this Steve's life choices. You and oh, I, you know, just we're just going. We just we just we're love. Going, we this. love love. You know, we just love like love. It's just beautiful. It's yeah. magical. You this is yummy. This yeah. fills my cup. You know, oh, I'm it's so just, glad. And that's where Nicholas mm. Gorgeous. Juicy questions lead to, you know, like. Well, he feels mine great. too. Catherine oh, Cam. Yeah. Oh, it's like Catherine Kim. That is such a, sorry, but <laughs> I was about to say that. Yeah, that's Cam. how I introduce us to we each other yeah. and to other people. I say, we're Catherine Cam, it's like Catherine Kim, so you'll, you'll remember it easily. Before I forget it, too, I do want to ask you and say about with the Rolling Stones magazine. Oh my God. Wow. Tell us oh about that. Wowza. Didn't she say wait? I was, uh, I was invited. I'm an, I'm an ambassador of Support Act, which is an incredible business and body that supports artists in the Australian music and entertainment industry. And I was invited to participate and be a guest on a brand new series created by Jess Mack called Outside In, which is an interview series where they talk to artists and Jess created this series because she wanted to ask artists what really goes on, what it's really like to be an artist in the industry, especially the Australian industry, post-COVID, you know, after everything that we've been Mm. through, the roller coaster that we all ride as freelancers. And it was a really amazing experience, very amazing. And my episode got released and the response was quite incredible because I talked about the difficulty of living this lifestyle and being a mum Mm. and the fact that you are away a lot Mm -hmm. and the guilt Mm -hmm. and uh, the remorse and the want and the need to do it and and that balancing act between those emotions. Mm. You know, it is so much. And then Jess took portrait photographs while she was introducing us and then it ended up in Rolling Stone online. <laughs> Isn't and, that oh amazing? I know. I'll tell you. I will. So it cool is. to get in yeah. Rolling Stone Incredible. magazine. That's huge. But you know what I loved most she about it? She got her water bottle mm. on Oprah's neck, and <laughs> she also <laughs> managed to squeeze in there with Rolling what Stone. Go do? girl! And, and I think Wonderful. the pr- the proudest thing mm-hmm. for me is that you know for twenty years this wannabe rock star has been rehearsing her her <laughs> answers for when Rolling Stone inevitably interviews me, and to be included in this because I'm sharing a very personal part of me and my story and my experience with brain health, I couldn't be prouder that that is why we were included. Because if sharing my story helps one other person feel less alone about battling and riding that wave and, you know, tenacity and self-belief, that's what I wanted 
to really always be included in it for. So I I found out when I was in Hamilton in in Victoria, we had a show that night. The cast bought a bottle of champagne to celebrate and. Wow. It was just, I cried. Oh, I, I, I cried. I cried for you. I could, yeah. And Truly. You know, I love, once it's again, the word self-belief. Beyond. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. From the girl with the vacuum to be on Rolling Stones magazine. Like, it's yeah. remarkable. You know, Your journeys. Like, and you do a lot for, yeah, for yeah. charity too, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I try and Lots. do as much as I can when and where possible. When the Queensland experienced the devastating floods in 2012, we raised $20,000 when the Orlando shootings happened in the gay clubs in Orlando, Trevor Ashley and I yeah. and our dear friend George produced From Sydney With Love and raised $70,000 for the victims and their families. We've got the Oz Music T-shirt day coming up for Support Act. Right. So we're going to be doing that. So if you're listening, yeah. jump on to Support Act and buy yourself a T-shirt yes, and yep. wear it. I'm a very, very proud ambassador. Such um, a balanced human being because, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, Nick and I always talk about, like, giving back. Mm. You know, you've got this incredible career, but you know, through woven through your career, there's been all these charities mm. and I'm going to help here and I'm going to do this. And and, a big heart. Uh, yeah, big exactly. Heart. And she makes it an, an action person too. Yeah, so right on. Well, I love to collaborate. Mm. Someone, exactly will say right. to, someone will say, yeah. can, you, can you come and sing a song or do just Catherine and a piano? And I'll say, yeah, no worries, but I bring... 10 of my friends with me and I yeah. get them all to come up and sing a song. Oh, you know, I just... You're the Pied I, Piper. I love... Well, mm-hmm. I love working mm-hmm. together yeah. and I mm-hmm. want my friends to work as well. So I, you know, I really... It really fills my cup, Kath's cup. Yes, I get cup. filled by I get filled Kath's by cup. being surrounded by that creativity and working with all of my friends. Look, you've got us saying your husband's, you know, easy on the eye and he's so supportive and beautiful. <laughs> she said that four times. Yeah, I've but noticed. I know. <laughs> I, but I with you, not, I have to say, it's not the only, you know, hunk in the, mm-hmm. in the country at the moment. Who do you like, Catherine? Who's your crush? Boy crush? Oh, Hello. my God. <laughs> Robbie Williams. Oh. Hello. Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Okay, calm Robbie, down, Catherine. Just calm so down. about your journey with Robbie. Well, <laughs> the Divine Miss Bet was playing at the Sydney Coliseum Almost a year ago today. Right. And the tickets went on sale. I logged on to Ticketek. And whose picture is right next to Robbie Williams on the homepage of Ticketek? Oh, it was how me! Cool is that? How cool is that? That's fabulous. So, so cool. I Instagrammed it and I just said, oh my God, who's next to the Divine Miss Bed or who's next to Robbie Williams? It's me. And, and then I said, now, Robbie, I've gotten tickets to your show, so just give me a call and let me know when you've secured tickets to my show and then, you know, we'll be able to meet up. And then began this Has Robbie Called series. Wow. On Instagram, I've I've created a highlight. Everyone can go onto my Instagram at Miss Catherine Alcorn and and watch. Do it, seriously, because I have belly laughs. Nick and I met Robbie last year. I know you're so and 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 to the day we both die, we'll never forget. What did he say to us when he walked? He walked in and we were just sitting there with RW. He said. Glamorous, glamorous, yeah. most glamorous women. Yeah. Well, we can speak up to that. Oh, awesome. my God, I bet. That was oh, it. The that's ultimate. how he greeted us. Oh, yeah, that's we'll that's what he said. It. Tell me, though, what, what what's he like? Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Normal. Just a lovely just man. Normal, lovely, beautiful. complimentary. Fun. And he meant it. Happy. Yes, <laughs> yeah. genuine. In a genuine. Yeah. And it was before really the show nice. and he was so relaxed and just um, at ease and yeah. just and easy. he doesn't drink anymore. Yes. It's like sitting with a friend. Beautiful. We felt that comfortable. Beautiful. Yeah. 
greens with them. It was lovely. Yeah, but it's really lovely. Mm. I didn't eat much, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, the diet's good. Open your mouth. No, I went, I went to get a bit of lasagna. Went into my ear. I think. Do you know what I mean? I'm trying <laughs> to be cool. I was trying to be glamorous. What's your favourite Robbie song? Oh, my favourite Robbie song. Oh my goodness, Angels. Well, I love, I love Angels. I love Let Me Entertain You. Can you? I just love that song. Can we hear a little bit of that? Um, Hell's gone and heaven's here. There's nothing left for you to fear. Shake her ass, come over here now, scream. I'm a burning effigy of everything I used to be. You're my rock of empathy, my dear. So come on, let me entertain you. Let me entertain you. So I think I, I reckon he's going to open <laughs> the concert because oh, we've got the I concert know. tonight. I know, we're all going I know, I know, it's going to be fabulous. We're all in different parts of the arena. I'm so excited. Oh, it's yeah. going to be fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope that he's seen the Has Robbie Called series well, on Instagram. We're going to make sure somehow it has to get to him. Well, I love it that your gorgeous <laughs> husband is a big supporter of that. Oh, so yes, doing the filming yes. And the whole yes. Thing, he knows so. that it's just fun. And yeah. look, what in preparation for Robbie's show tonight, we started watching the documentary last night. Yes, I did. And I watched it too. It's just amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And you know what's really lovely is that artists are really starting to let us into their struggles, yeah. into True. the reality mm -hmm. of yeah. what it is to be an artist at that level mm -hmm. of fame. Mm -hmm. And I love that because mm -hmm. it goes to show that everyone is human. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone yeah. has these bits in their life. I congratulate him on that, Doco, because it's that so takes good, balls, man, to put I, that I out agree. Yeah, that I agree. Takes we, we, we're all yes. about on this is honesty, authenticity and truth and how healthy that is. Yes. Exactly. You and know? Robbie, like, yeah, if you yeah. want to get together and talk yeah. about your balls, I'm, <laughs> looking, I'm happy to do that. <laughs> For everyone listening, if you ever get a chance, I mean, you just had a little snippet of Catherine singing then, but honestly, I saw her sing in Divine Miss M and I, I oh. still haven't recovered. She still hasn't Bold, recovered. sassy, yep. strong. She owns the state. If you ever get a chance to see her in anything, please go. You'll never look back. Yeah, the full package. And that's oh, for absolutely you. the full. And you're creating this awareness of, you know, like educating us all of the other side, True. the real oh, side. Thank you. Which, you know, you just don't think about that. So no. The average punter doesn't. <laughs> so yeah. it's really good to have that awareness. Robbie, thank you so much. Yes. I know. Robbie, oh, God. Catherine and Robbie. Catherine and Robbie. So who are your role models, Catherine? My parents are my role models. Drag queens are my role models. They are so creative and smart. Some of the best emceeing comedic work I've ever seen on stage is Great from drag makeup queens. Great clothing too. Oh, the just, best. The they're greatest. Just, they're, it's, they're just, I'm always they're, up. They're oh. just the creativity that seeps mm. out. For, I've, I've learned so many skills about characterization, makeup, wigs, hair, costumes from my beautiful drag queens. Bette Midler, of course. Beyonce, um, my queen. The BB. Have you seen Beyonce? Beyonce. I have seen Beyonce in concert, <gasps> wow. yes. yes. What I love particularly about Beyonce is that she's self-managed and she directs and produces all of her art, which is constantly evolving. I the evolution. Oh, yeah. She, wow. yeah. I saw a doco yeah. on her and she was... She's in total control and that's what I admire. It was exhausting. Yes. I, I was exhausted watching her. Yeah. Anyone who makes and creates and forges their own path and their own their own work is an inspiration to me. Beck created uh, and produced Beaches. 
So she made that happen for herself. Yes. So she is a good role model for you because that's Very what much. you're doing to yep. what you've done, yep. which I think is remarkable yes. when you've created it and formed it. And so Bette Midler's done and that. How's and how's the irony in the same guy that created Bette? Yeah. Hello. Moment. You're just pure joy. Isn't she pure um, joy? We're going to do some questions. You, yeah. Do you want to start? Which, okay. Which one are you going to choose? share a back fence <laughs> with anybody on planet Earth, who would it be and why? My grandparents. Because they all passed away by the time I was five years old. So oh, I didn't oh, really so get to know them. So grandparents on both sides? On or? both sides. Wow. Yep. Oh, really? So my dad's dad, Archie, and his wife, Daphne. I met Daphne. Love and the names. Yes. Yeah. And my mother's mum, Catherine, who oh, passed when she was 20 from breast cancer. Oh, and shoot. her husband, Cliff, who I did meet. So I right. met dad's mum and I met mum's dad. Right. But they had all passed by the time I was five years old. Wow, that would be a conversation oh, and a half. It? it would, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'd love That's to really know special. them yeah. as yeah. as. As adults. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You're really, welcome. Really special. Um, second question, Yeah. If you had the opportunity of meeting your 20 year old self, what would you say to her and why? I would say comparison is the thief of joy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Shut out the noise and you're going to be okay. Keep going. Yes. Bravo. Yes. You proved that, baby. And don't listen to any agents who tell you to lose weight. Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. In your industry. Oh, you know what? I'm glad you actually brought that up. You know, because we're sort of talking about that with, you know, like we're saying with being age positive, size positive. Oh, and then because that's sort of like to honestly, not now. Absolutely. But we're going back. We're going back. Yeah. I had an audition for Greece. I was at my lightest weight I'd been. I had an audition for Greece the next week, and I get a call from my agent saying, "How much weight can you lose between now and then?" In five uh, days' time. I didn't uh, even look 16 when I was 16. I've always had uh, boobs. I've always yes. had hips. And yes. I rock she it. She sounds and like that love it. Exactly. <laughs> and you rock it too. Rock yes. it. Just go you. Yeah. The spirit is wow. in you. And I have to say wow. that, yeah. that she's passed away. The, 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 the kids today, what they have done for body positivity. Mm. I grew up in the era of Girlfriend and Dolly Magazine when all of the supermodels mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. are still my angels, I yeah, love of them. Course. You know. But I never, ever, ever saw myself in those magazines. And I'm so thrilled at the way that the industry has shifted. I wish I had had that Mm -hmm. in my life, in my teenage years. Mm -hmm. And I hate the term plus size. Mm. We're just size. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. We're just size. You're being a role model to a lot of women. Absolutely, Jules Robinson. You know, and that's when she's creating the shapewear. It's for all to celebrate the size that you're in. Banging, how hot is she? Oh, she's amazing and successful and genuine. And I love Jules. So yeah, I would just empowering women now. She is. She's got another great support there, and they've got a boy too. Every girl's got a camp. So look, can we keep going to midnight? No, no. Everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. Yeah, so don't yeah. forget to follow, rate and review. And uh, how many stars do we want, Didi? Oh, my goodness. I'll have to sort of check in with Bet on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I only get five stars. <laughs> so that's what <laughs> you should can you? What about five plus five? What does that get? Five ten, plus five. Ten, yeah, five. Ten yeah. out of five. What about five squared? Yeah, now <laughs> we're doing, oh, you keep yeah, going. Keep going. So look forward to uh, you joining us again next Monday. Have fun. Yeah, have fun. Ciao, ciao. ciao.